Hello, all. Welcome to the Kindred Spirits Enneagram podcast. My name is Chris Hayden. I'm the pastor of Kindred UMC, as well as the host, co-host of, of the podcast you're about to listen to. Uh, this week, we have Nicole Lamoureux, who we've gotten to know through the gym and through some of our church events. And uh, she was a little reluctant to come, but you will find that it was a total delight and a real good hang. So uh, as always, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, that stuff helps. And if you would like to be a guest or you have any questions, email us, kindredumc at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. So with no further ado, away we go. Nicole Lamoureux. Nicole, my bestie, best friend, Nicole is here. Uh, Nicole, I've known you for quite some time now and just learned your last name. <laughs> like almost a year. Is yeah. it like New Orleans or, or French, I guess, which New Orleans has French culture? Creole. It Creole. is French, but it came from, I my family came from Canada. Oh, so. ah, my dad lives no, in Canada Orleans. or was from Canada. Doesn't live there currently. I believe it's pronounced Canadia. Canadia. What is it with you and the weird pronunciation of words? It's fun. We die one day. Sexy. Make merry. Canadia. Make merry while we, yeah. Uh, make make merry while the while the sun shines. Is that what it is? What's the phrase? I don't know. I'm, that sounds like an, yeah, sounds like an old person. Yeah, sounds like an old person. That's for people. That I've never that's heard of. you know. That's a phrase for people who read books. <laughs> Nicole would definitely have never heard of never, that old never. person phrase. Yeah. Absolutely sounds not. Sounds like an old person thing. So, how many 29th birthdays have you celebrated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, On an unrelated note, I see what you you mean about smacking the basil. Yes, for those who are curious, go watch the How to Make This Drink drink episode drink video. And I'm going to do that when I cook at home now. Yeah, you smack yeah, the basil. I've never smacked my basil before. It just wakens it, wakens it up. Gives it a little bit more of a basil. Also, that's fresh grown, too, so you're getting a little bit of a... That's from the garden. What's it's the, not from a grocery store. What's that's the snipped off the stem. You always recommend that we add in mac and cheese? Uh, don't listen out there. Don't be a hero. It's a it's a pinch of nutmeg. Hmm. Nutmeg is strong as up. Like it. <laughs> but it makes all the difference. But a small pinch. I mean, and I mean a pinch. Like, like garlic an powder. Of a teaspoon. Garlic powder. Pour that shit in there. Who doesn't want Salt? more garlic? <laughs> Well, you can definitely <laughs> oversalt stuff, but oh, it's, it's way harder to oversalt than it is to over nut, nutmeg. Oh, Nicole, I beg to differ. <laughs> I made my macaroni and cheese with mustard and salt. One time, it was mustard, a lot of salt. Mustard's good, but I yeah, it's, it's easy to it, it is easy to oversalt. You got to taste while you go. Well, listen. Season and taste, season and taste. I had had a lot to drink that we day. Well <laughs> so you know, like it was well, salt. There you go. That was a group effort. Uh, yeah. Also, I would say everybody should have... you while you made it. Everyone should have a little bit of... Or not a little... I have a whole big thing of it, but you should. everyone should have MSG in their cupboard. I don't have MSG in my cupboard. Does it come in a bottle? Oh, yeah. I've got one of those giant McCormick. Like, in the same way that I've got, like, garlic powder and onion powder and red pepper flakes, those giant ones, I've also got a giant one of MSG. <laughs> and you just... You'd be surprised. Like it's it's my secret weapon when I do when I do those all day briskets. Yeah, it's like, good. That's some good you, shit. I, yeah, your chicken that you make with MSG is some good shit. It's really really good. There's a reason it's like 
it's like the Chinese food uh, secret weapon too. It's in all the. Oh, Chinese I know it's food. in all the. Yeah. You know and what I love? Crab motherfucking Rangoons. It's not. I don't think in there. Because that's just basically wonton, fried wontons with cream cheese. Yeah. Anyway. And then I guess they toss some crab in there somewhere, but I can never taste it. <laughs> this is an Enneagram podcast. We're talking about crab wontons. So. Yeah, but it's also like, it's a podcast, so, you know. Uh-huh. We just talked about all kinds of healing energies. And that's right. We doubled up today. We had Katie Rubin that on. That was interesting. So that's well, coming out. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, well, oh, you did we one earlier? Yeah. We did one. So you guys are already warmed up. That's right. Well, also a little bit tired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Nicole, welcome. How do you, how have you found yourself here? Um, you nagged me until I finally came. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... Yeah, that adds up. That, that adds up. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give you that. Um... How do you, how do you, I mean, like, it's, I know the answer, so yes, come on. of course. But so, will you share with the world how you came to know Courtney and, and came to become a part of our social circle? Yes. So we, like many of your past guests, I am from your gym. Yay! So. Courtney can't help. While she's working out, she's like, hey, you know what would be more fun than working out is talking to everyone. I just said that. <laughs> what's his name? He was in the bat, the ball guy. Uh, he's always in the bat. Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Don't know his name. I don't either, but we were talking. But I would like to point out that I'm pretty sure I was Courtney's first friend at the gym. That's true. 100%. Yeah. She's I, not started, lying. I started a month before Courtney, and she showed up one day. He's like, hi, I'm Courtney. Da, 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 da. I'm like, well, because hey. you were in Billy's class <laughs> yeah. and I would see you every single time at the same time as I would go. And I hate doing things by myself. Like, That's yeah. easy because Nicole goes to the gym three times every day. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> no, she is a pretty good it's gas like boxer though. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. is gym. No. <laughs> um, but Nicole almost beat me in arm wrestling almost. after arm wrestling Two other people. Yeah. Like immediately before. Nicole's pretty kick ass. And yeah. we were pretty sure we were drunk too. So. Not me. I've never been drunk. Oh. You right. drunk never. Right. That doesn't even sound like me. Um, yeah, Nicole was at the same class at the same time as me. And you know me, I literally can't do things by myself. Like one of my New Year's resolutions this past year was to do one thing every season, like have a date day for myself by myself every season. You know how many seasons we've had this year? Spring and summer. And I have not done that yet because I will not leave the house by myself. Yeah. Um, anyway, so when I saw you at the class at the same time as me, I was like, friend, must make friend. So I don't have to go to the gym by myself. Yeah, no, it, I had just like a month before, I had just switched from my old gym. And my old gym, like we, I definitely had a lot of friends there. We had this whole family feeling thing going on. And then I left for reasons, just things at the gym. Ah, nothing, nothing personally ooh, for me. I just ooh. didn't like the tra trainers they added to the schedule. Yeah. So it just wasn't worth was, my I time and money anymore. I was going to a different kickboxing gym and, well, one, COVID ha happened. Yeah. And that like took a lot of stuff off the table. Um, but in the middle of COVID, like uh, all the trainers, all the, the people that I liked, like just yeah. They they either went on to find different jobs or like they changed their schedule to like, well, we I do the 3 a.m. class. Like, well, 3 I'm never going to see you ever again. <laughs> That's a joke. It's a 
sometimes I use hyperbole for the for the effect of laughter. Um, I got it. Yeah. Mm, Thank you, I Nicole. Chuckled. You've always been there for me, <laughs> uh-huh. and that's what I appreciate about you. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so you guys met at the gym, yeah. and Courtney nagged you into being here, for sure. Oh, yeah, for this, yeah, because yeah. this is way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yeah, as you've said many times before we started But recording. now these people know that. Yeah, but now everyone knows it. Uh, so, so everyone in the comments... Um, there's a comment section? No, that's Everyone Spotify. In the com- there's no comments. Everyone in the YouTube. comments, I want you to mention everything that Nicole could have done better in <laughs> oh this my. podcast. Take, take fastidious notes. That, that, would be, that would be your inner critic already. Yeah, I do that a lot. And then uh, I'll that's arm wrestle a, that's you a type and be like, one. all right, let's, let's go. I don't want to arm wrestle. Yeah, arm wrestle a few. Arm wrestle the dog and Courtney and go <laughs> do some pull-ups. Matt beats me in arm wrestling and it's pretty embarrassing. Uh, so, Nicole, have you had the opportunity to take the Enneagram test? I did. I did it a while back. Okay. And are you prepared to reveal to the world your Enneagram type? I remember the one number, but aren't, there, the aren't there like trailing numbers behind it? We can get into all that if you oh, just okay. kind of reveal the main number. You know what? I, if you're not going to take this seriously, maybe we just shouldn't even record this. I... <laughs> M-A-9. Ah. M-A-9. Which is? The Peacemaker. A fun little fact that I like to throw out there because I think it's funny is that when Nicole first took the test, you thought you were a five. Yeah, this was like years ago, completely different test. When you first took the test, you thought you were a five. And then recently in taking it again, realized you were a nine. And when Matt first took the test, Mm -hmm. he thought he was a nine and now he's a five. And you guys always joke about how you get each other. Did he, he is a five. He's definitely he has five. landed on oh. five. Uh, I don't think we should hold on very tightly to any of these labels. Yes. Because they do often change. Notice that I said he has landed on. Hello, Not my love. Is. My Hi. wife just walked through the door. She's a five, but I think she might be an eight. They got me. Yeah. We got you. We got you. Completely ignored the five might be an eight comment. <laughs> That's, that's oh. their nature to ignore me. Well, I'm still going to consider Matt a nine because that was our thing. We were nines. Mm. Well, you, Matt's I don't a, care what you say. <laughs> you're a nine. Matt's a sexual five, which is a counter type, so he personality-wise looks like a nine. But Nicole and Matt would always talk about how they just get each other because very similar in personality. Well, there you go. It's in, introvert stuff, too. Yeah, I yeah, get, I get, I get introverts. <clears throat> um, although I would say Matt... Uh, like Matt leads our Bible study and Matt can turn it on. But and that's off. his zone. Yeah. 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 I wait yeah, I, I like to consider myself an ambivert where I definitely need to recharge alone, but like in certain groups, certain certain settings, I can I can just be on. Yeah, you seem you, you hang well. We I have, was gonna say it, most of the settings I see you in, I would I I don't know, I'd say you're like extroverted, extroverted, but you definitely have, are extroverted. I have my moments. Yeah, you hang. Yeah. That's that's all I ever really want from anyone. This ever. helps. Yeah. I mean. Slurp, slurp. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to talk about type nine. I'm going to say a lot of things. Um, and then you just listen for things you identify with, balk at, question, and we will go from there. So the type nine. I couldn't help but notice that you were breathing I don't away breathe from the in mic. Microphone. <laughs> it's okay. People won't hear your breathing. In the Are you warm? Would you like the fan on? Yes, please. 
Awesome. Okay, so here we go. Like my first impression there, I thought it was pretty good. All it's right. away we go. Spot on. Away, away we, we go. go. Yeah. Notice I even got the inflection on the end right. Yeah. All right, so type nine. Core desire for a type nine is having peace of mind. So being at peace. Um, and so when I thought Matt was a nine, I often would describe him as a fish because fish will swim around in their little aquarium and they'll go, they'll just mind their own business. They have total peace and then they decide that they're hungry and they go blub, 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 and then they get fed and then they're back to being at peace again. Then they have to poop and they go blub, 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 and then they get back to peace again. So like- That is not what fish do when they have to poop. <laughs> I haven't watched them, but. They blow bubbles, that's what blub, blub, blub is. I think you need, so are you, what, what? I think that you've done better with that analogy before. <laughs> that, that was not. Listen, I don't think anybody understands what the fuck you're talking about right now. So fish live fish a peaceful fish life. Nice. And then they realize that they're hungry and they get stressed out. So they go blub, 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 blub. Oh. And then they get fed. And then they go right back to swimming along in their tank. Without and, a care in the world. Right. And then they stress themselves out again because they have to poop. So they go blub, 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 blub. And then they poop and it's fine. Well, one does lead to the other. You're, you're right. So anyway, aside <laughs> from my silly little anecdote. <laughs> unless, unless you're having troubles. Like me. Sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to out you, but I mean, yeah. I'm very open about all these things. It's fine. Uh, my mom says I'm too open. Anyway, so core <laughs> desire of a type nine is to have peace of mind. Core fear of a type nine, and this is where it gets a little tricky because there are lots of people who like wanna keep the peace. The terminology with type nine's core fear is kind of vague because what the like actual writing says is fear of loss. So a lot of people will often associate that with just death in general and say, yeah, I'm scared of dying. That's not typically what it is for type nine. What it actually is, is a fear of loss of connection from being able to speak up and insert themselves into the conversation or say how they really feel or fill in the blank. Um, so because they won't engage, because nines tend to think, and subconsciously or consciously, nines tend to think that their voice, not that it doesn't matter, but that somebody else might have something more something more important to say, or, oh, I can't really contribute to the conversation, or, oh, I don't, I don't know what to add here, and there are people who know more than me, so I'm gonna let them do that. But that then leads to their fear of, well, I'm not connected now because I wasn't able to contribute or be a part of. So that's a distinction that I think is really important because, again, people see loss and think like, death, dying, death anxiety. And it can be, but it's not always that. Um, nines are incredibly empathetic, meaning that talk to a nine if you need someone to see both sides of every story that's gonna listen to you without judgment or... Um, Call you out if you're in the wrong. Yeah. I'll do that to like my friends. I'm like, well, you did say that though. Yeah, <laughs> like you're a great- I love you, bud. You that, did. Wa that was kind of racist. I'm trying to get why they're mad at you. <laughs> yeah, I, like if I have like, if I need advice, you're one of the first people I go to because I know that I can come to you and we can talk through it and you're gonna be honest with me, but you're gonna love me through that honesty. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a part of what it looks like to be empathetic and kind hearted. Um, 
It's core. interesting because I do think Matt's good at that. Mm-hmm. Like he's my go-to guy. He's my go-to guy. Mm-hmm. What like when shit hits the fan with the church? If something comes up, like he's the one I check in. Now with. keep in mind, these are personality elements of the any of the Enneagram Type Nine, and Matt, as a counter type, takes on a lot of personality traits of a Type Nine. Yeah. So. That's something right now, and I guess I could do better about distinguishing when we're talking about motivation, when we're talking about personality. That is a personality I really trait. wish you would, so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, you can fuck right off. How about that? Um, core what, weakness. And what is, that, what is the personality trait there for the two that you are? Well, <laughs> I just channel my stress number of type eight and set up a nice little wall until nice little, fuck off. Okay, so, right. uh, core weakness of a type nine is sloth. Um, so not living up to your potential because you don't want to disturb the peace. So nines, unfortunately, do tend to fall into laziness or just not doing anything because it requires way more effort to actually do something than it does to yeah. not do anything at all. What do you mean, yeah? Yeah. Um, you go to the gym eight times a day. Yeah, the gym. You know how long it took me to get into that routine? Years, years. Now, like, I'm a very routine person. So, like, now that I have that routine, it's no longer hard for me. Would you say that's, like, a comfort thing? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because nines are also often described as, like, very comfort-driven, tactile people. So, if they have a routine, if they have, like, their comfort zones, they're fine doing whatever is within those walls it's when you step outside of it that it's like yeah like i (laughs) like at work like i'll often like procrastinate on just like replying to an email because i'm like i have to think of what to say and like it just takes forever (laughs) i'll do it later (laughs) like and it could be like it's just so simple but like i'm like i have to write it all out have to explain to them what to do and like i identify with that really I'm the opposite. I, it takes me two seconds. We, okay, so we have a podcast scheduled. It's being recorded sometime in August for a very exciting, like important guest. And you would think I would be very. I'm not an important guest. I mean, you are. Not nearly as important as. No. This is like a celebrity guest. No, I'll tell you. Yeah, this is, yeah, this one's this better than you. This is a celebrity you. guest. Like I, I've been emailing their publicist and I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. Anyway, like for me, like I would literally type an email to this person's publicist in two seconds and hit send. I don't question it. I don't think about it. I email like I talk in person. There's no anxiety behind it at all. I backspace. I right click. I uh, see, use the thesaurus. Like let me yeah. change this word. It takes me forever. And I'm just like, Ugh, I, I'll do it later. Yeah, I came. I come at it differently. It's more like for me, it's more like uh, now I have to like. Because it's never emails that are like, yeah, sounds good. I I can do that all day. Right. Yes, absolutely. Good job. Way to go. We did it. Or no, I think we, no. Let's not do that. that. I I decline or whatever. Like those are. I can do that all day. It's more the like. Now I have to figure out how to articulate the nuance. Like you're asking a yes or no question. I mean, you're asking a a very gray question as if it's yes or no. And now I got to do all this bullshit to explain to you why it's not like, that's where I start to get, mm-hmm. I don't want to write that. I, I like Even with like customer service, like bullshit people at my other job, like it, I, again, I'll write an email in 30 seconds and hit send. It, it, that does not stress me out in any capacity. So I'm fascinated by it, but I know like Matt, I'm going to reference Matt a lot in this podcast already. That's I can funny. feel it. 
But Matt gets like the idea, the idea of picking up a phone and calling a business to ask them a question. Oh, for sure. Like if we take, if we have to make a vet appointment for Bailey, it's something you have to do over the phone. Matt has to literally work himself up to get to the place where he'll pick up the phone and call the vet. I absolutely understand that. Absolutely. So what is that? I don't know. What I, <laughs> when I was younger, I remember um, like to order pizza, like to give them my money and order pizza. I was like, mom, order, order, order the pizza. When they came out with online ordering, it was like my dream. I was like, I don't have to talk to a person. <laughs> I can just go online, fill out the form. And... I do identify with that. But for me, it's more know. about convenience than it is about. Yeah. It's more like, I don't want to deal with some ass, like, like, <sighs> It's just a flip of the coin as to who you're going to get on the other end of the line. Like, sometimes you'll get somebody who's like, Hi, Hungry Howdy's, how can I help you? Or whatever. I'm like, Hey, I'd like to order this. I'm like, Great, okay. And let me take out your information. Okay, fine. And I'm like, That's excellent. But then sometimes you get like, Hey, what do you want? Like, "Um, I'd like to order a pizza. You're a pizza place. (laughs) That shouldn't surprise you. Like okay, well, what you want? Like and that like there's something about that that that's what I always feel when I'm I have no. to talk to a Mine, person. It was never about the person on the other line. It was about I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's like I would fumble my words or they wouldn't know what I know understand me and I'd have to repeat myself. I don't know. But I I will say that I well, have like, gotten over that since I. Um, so so like fear of like you not having the right information see that's the yeah. that's where i was that's where i was about to go no 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 no, it, no, uh, no <laughs> i know no. where you're going with this because no. you did it to matt <laughs> i think it's people not understanding me more i don't know okay can, can you say more about not understanding you like what do you mean <sighs> me me having to explain myself <laughs> Kind of like you're making me do right now. Okay. Now, um, that does explain the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. I don't know. Just having to explain myself. Um, do you think maybe like so? One of the things that I had talked about when I was kind of like just generally talking about type nines is that idea again, conscious or subconscious, that nines think that their voice doesn't necessarily matter. Um, do you think? Do you not, one, do you not trust, like, do you trust your voice? Do you not trust your voice? And then two, like, how do you feel about that? How does that idea sit with you? I would say generally, I agree with that. But I mean, there are definitely some settings where it's like, I know this, I got this, I'll speak up. I mean, I've even, like, I would say at, like, work in some situations, like, I know my shit. So, like, I'm, I'll, I'll lead a group in something. Like, there are some times when I can do that. And then there's some times where I'm like, I don't know, they sound like they know what they're talking about. They probably not interested in what I have to say. Yeah, I would I say I wonder if that. that anxiety translates to like ordering pizza, like even if it's subconscious, I don't, I don't know. I'm just... Yeah, I don't know. I can order pizza now, it's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I make my own appointments now. It's I'm fine. glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wanna, I think the, Getting into the feeling of that is probably the key. Hmm. Like, so for, so can you remember, can you draw on a specific memory, not a hypothetical, but a specific memory 
where you where you had that kind of an experience or that kind of feeling that's a big ask (laughs) (laughs) um like for me like i have i have things that uh i wake up in the middle of the night and they're not big so like here's an example of one for me uh i play guitar and uh, a former, I was a youth director, a former student of mine was kind of like auditioning for a band that she was wanted to be a part of. And so I played guitar for her while she sang in this like little video demo, like on a, on a cell phone, it wasn't mm-hmm. anything. Um, and I tried to add harmony in one of the songs that she sang that I thought I knew. And upon, and then upon seeing it, like, like it wasn't even, fucking close like i was off i ruined it and this is years ago and it's like a whoever whatever like it doesn't matter it's, this is not a professional band this is like a, a church volunteer band kind of thing i to this day will wake up and feel a tremendous amount of shame about that little thing so like is there anything like that it, as you're talking about these like interactions on the phone? Is there anything that just kind of like sticks with you that you're like, God, man, can't shake that even though it seems like a small thing? Like on the phone? No. Or anything that rings a bell that way? <laughs> so, no, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't want to tell it and relive it kind of thing yeah that yeah. that's the one <laughs> I don't want to tell it I'd also it. like to preface that this is not a gotcha podcast so <laughs> no I mean it's not it was something like really stupid so I was in college so I um I was in my major is information technology so I was like usually the only girl or one of two girls in my classes it was pretty much all nerdy geeky guys I wouldn't know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so I remember this one class and it was me and there was another girl like right in front of me and it was something and I don't exactly remember. A girl. Yeah. The other, the (laughs) other girl sat right in front of me. We weren't friends and didn't talk to her, but like I didn't, I didn't have friends in any of my classes or whatever. And I don't remember what the instructor said. Like, something he didn't have our tests back and like i tried to like make a joke and it did not go over well (laughs) something about we had just like you know how you do evaluations at the end of the year on your instructors or whatever Mm -hmm. and i said something like oh because he 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 promised to have our test grades back or something and he didn't and i said something like well maybe i should redo my evaluation and it was like loud enough everyone it got so fucking quiet the girl in front of me turned around and went and i'm like Okay. It made, wasn't, a, made a stank face. Yes. Made a audio, stank, right, audio, audio format. <laughs> but took like, and I was just like, oh, kind of sunk into my seat. And I was like, oh God, like, kill me now. <laughs> I don't, and it wasn't like, okay, it wasn't funny, but like, I don't think it deserved a turnaround. Well, so for me, <laughs> and but that, that, I had no one, like there was one guy that I like kind of would talk to in class and he kind of gave me a pity chuckle. <laughs> and my head was like, oh, so here's the thing. I don't know. And the, and the instructor just kind of looked at me and was like, huh. and I was like, oh. So here's the thing. So uh, I, I, this this is, is hard for me to tell, so hard. This is what's interesting about people, about just all of humanity. 
because uh, I definitely identify with that feeling of like this is hard for me to tell. This is hard for me. Like I identify. And how stupid was it? Like it's- right. It, like doesn't matter at all. Who like who fucking cares? I'm trying to think how you're the only one in that room that remembers, remembers that. exactly. Yeah, like, I tell myself that every time. Yeah. Um, but when you tell the circumstances of the story, to me, I'm like, oh, that man, that's easy. Who cares? Like to me, that's like. I would have, I would have immediately been like, "Whoa, calm down, guys! I'm joking. <laughs> like, everybody, calm down." I get it. it wasn't funny. <laughs> like, okay, you made that clear. <laughs> like, I would have made that the joke too. Like, oh god, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> like, calm down. Thanks. Th- I, I, I enjoyed the class. You know, like, um, but for you, that was devastating, and the the why of that is where personality and like your whole identity exists i, I wouldn't say like that's where it stemmed from because no, that's no, no. just one of many but yeah no, um, no, not, not that that's the cause of it but but that, that but the fact that that sticks out to you and has that particular like sting of still kind of hurts yeah, a little I'm trying bit to think, if that was in college it probably would have been like 2005 2006 mm-hmm. so we're talking Crap, like 15, 16 years yeah, ago. Yeah, and it's yeah. still... What like, are you talking about? We're talking about like two years ago. Nicole's <laughs> still very young. Chris. Yeah, 2005. We time traveled back. It is 2007. Oh and... So, get this. So, today, I, I work in higher education, and I was helping out in a different area. Um, so, to, mailing out diplomas, so I was helping out with that. So, I was looking up this student's information, verifying that everything was correct. And I saw the birth date. So this person has received their bachelor's degree, a four-year degree. They are technically out of college. I happened to see their birth date. It was December 2000. I graduated high school before this <laughs> college graduate was born. Oh my gosh. Oh, and it God. stung. It stung. I graduated in 2001. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm thank older God. than everyone. I'm older than Chris. I dodged a bullet right there. <laughs> but yeah, so that's done today. That happened today. But yeah, but here, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I understand nah. the, the feeling of it. I think there's something about the like. I was starting to feel that way a lot, uh, and then I went on keto, lost some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, my doctor put me on folic acid, mm-hmm. apparently, which I was I had a deficiency in, and like it had like a mental health effect. And now I'm feeling better. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, ha, it's just, just a Yeah, no, I, I joke about it a lot, but I mean, I feel pretty good. Well, you're so. also like super in shape. Yeah. And there's something about that. Yeah, you look younger than most people. I, yeah, are, right? I have a yeah. lot of people fooled. <laughs> Which is not a bad problem to have in any capacity. Yeah, I dated a girl who was uh, like six years older than me, I think. Mandy. What? Oh yeah, Mandy. I didn't know that. Like my other major like relationship before my wife, before Francisca. She yeah, I was I I think I can't remember the I think I was twenty seven and she was thirty three. I think she was I think she was six years older than me. And then we dated in for like five years or something, Um, and like she she was similar like she did CrossFit. She 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 had a little bit of a. She was very tempted by carbs, for sure. 
you know, she, like rice and pasta was kind of her so mortal that, enemy. Those are my weekend things. Yeah, right. <laughs> me too. I'm the same way. I don't have much of a sweet tooth, but the pasta really can get me. Um, but yeah, she. I mean, she would just have. She was also there's something about she was. You know, she was Latin and like skin tone was much smoother and much better. Like, and then I ended up marrying a Latin girl too. So maybe there's something going on with me. Um, but yeah, she like. Something about if you maintain that shit. I mean, look at like Scarlett Johansson. I I just realized is a, is like about to be forty. Like, how like how is I that possible? She was younger than me. She's she's about to be forty. She's and she's objectively one of the most beautiful people on the planet, you know. But again, like combination of genetics and. Working out and maintaining yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was 36. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was oh, like, I think she's younger. Oh, man, I got false information. I will say, yeah. The internet strikes again. Genetics is in my favor. My my whole side of my mom's family, just, they look younger. Like, yeah. my mom looks younger. I mean, you, you've met my sister. She Does she look 29? I don't want to be inappropriate. Does she look 29? No, she, she looks like a child. <laughs> she looks like a baby child a yeah, little bit. She'll, she'll be 30 in October. Yeah. But that's not saying much because I'm 38. Yeah. So gonna be 30 is like a baby child to me. Yeah. But <laughs> she she looks like 20. Yeah. 30. No, I would I would have easily believed she was in her like mid 20. Like if somebody told me she was 23, I wouldn't have balked at it. Yeah. Like, I'd been like, oh, that makes sense. But yeah. So I think my my um, perception of like age is like just way off because like I see people that are my age. And I'm like, oh. Way older than me, and then I'm like, oh crap, they're my. Oh age. no! <laughs> I think too. When, once you get like mid twenties, my my uh, mother-in-law is the same way. She's like seventy something, and she looks. Like, I mean, she she looks like she's in her fifties. My aunt just turned seventy on like, the Fourth of July, f- and she does not look even close. Yeah. Once you get like mid twenties, I feel like age doesn't matter as much. Like I have friends who are older, and I have friends who well, nah. okay, like. It like I I I have I think I have a in this particular season in my life I have a healthy perspective on it right now, uh, but I'm also also under no delusions that that's going to maintain. Like I'm going to turn forty something. It's it's almost never the round numbers for me. Like turning forty will probably be like eh, it's another number. But like some ridiculous shit like turning forty two <laughs> will be like oh god. I'm an old man. Like, and that's what happened. It happened to me at 27. Like, that was a big deal for me yeah, for some I reason. I haven't had any of that yet. Um, it happened, it happened at like, like 37 again. Oh man, maybe it's the sevens. A little bit at 33, but not too bad. It started to hit me a little bit just because I've been, I feel like I turned 26 and I'm having health problem after health problem. Like now all of a sudden I have fucking acid reflux. Yeah. I have knee issues. And it's been one thing after another. But I'm still like, I feel like some of our friends have been going through like some of that like existential anxiety. And I know we talk about that a good amount. That's never something that I've like experienced. Yeah. I, I, I remember... Being, I remember having never experienced that. The closest and, I feel like it comes out for me is in my I don't want to be kidnapped anxiety. 
Yeah, I I know what you mean by there. It's not the same thing. It's but not. That's the closest that I feel like I've come. And not to say that it will happen for you, but I will say from like it happened suddenly and surprisingly for me. I yeah. was like, I was like you. I was like, everything's fine. It's gonna be fine. Like, I, you know, I had very specific anxieties like that I was kind of managing and dealing with, but they were like hyper specific. Like that. Kidnapping? Yeah. Um, uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't like genuinely afraid of like dying or losing right. everything or what does it all mean? Like that was, and yeah. then, mm-hmm. and then it feels like one day I woke up and was like, what does it all mean? <laughs> like, where is this all going? We all die one day. What are we doing? Like, and it, it, I was surprised at how quickly and acutely it struck for me. Yeah, I mean, I will say that I feel like it's been heightened. The kidnapping anxiety specifically has been heightened in the last, like, six months. But again, not the same thing. Hmm. You got to talk to somebody about that. Mm-hmm. I, I started talking to somebody about my... I got a therapist about my anxiety. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, I, I wasn't even aware that I was suffering from anxiety until my primary physician talked to me about it. He was like, hey, man. All these symptoms add up to anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, really? Ah, nah. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I wake up in the middle of the night at least a couple times a week, 100% certain that there's a serial killer in the, in the house. Yeah. And I have to talk myself out of, like, you have a dog, you have security, the doors are locked. Like, you would be awake if there was, a, like... Like, there's no way that there would be a serial killer in the house and you not know about it. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's if I pull up to it, like, like, I have to hype myself up to go into Target by myself. Like, I'll literally be like, all yeah. right, you need to park next to a cart return because if somebody tries... like at night or any time? Nope, during the any day? Any time of day. Because if someone tries to steal you, you want to make sure that you're parked in a high traffic area. Always be alert. Don't be on your phone. Like it's been heightened recently, but huh. that's when the uh, when the ammunition shortage ends. We're, we'll you and me and Francisca will all get 380 ACPs with some LCP twos. And I don't know what any of that means. Are those concealed guns? carry. Uh, oh. 380s a cartridge, and LCP two is a is a, just a little like carried in your purse little gun, but it's. Good enough. Huh, okay. It'll do the job. What about you? Do you have any kind of like existential weird anxieties or anything? I don't think no. so. I'm trying to think of one. Yeah, you do. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, uh, I wonder if that's part of the peacemaking thing. Like, make, like I wonder if the peacemaker thing works internally too. Hmm. I mean, just... The obvious, I've been single a very long time, pretty sure, like, the older I get, the less likely it feels like it's gonna happen or end happily for me. I really think that's a myth, but I understand the anxiety. I mean, um, well. I really, I really think that's a but myth. But I don't, mine's not like a random one, like someone's gonna kidnap me. It's like, this hasn't happened yet in my life. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to, mm. so, I don't know. But I mean, like, that's the only thing that's really hovering over me, I would say. How, I mean, like, so 
when I was younger and, and single, like I had desperation, like I had, I had to deal with desperation. Like it was a serious problem for me. It, it's never felt that way when you've talked about it. Yeah. Like even like right now and even when we've talked about in the, like just in casual settings. No, no, I'm, no, there's no desperation. I mean, if there were, I think I'd, I'd be with the wrong person right now. Well, if, I think if, if there were, anyone would be able to sniff it out on you. Like yeah. it, there, there's something about desperation. People can just feel it. Yeah, I, And I've never once, you, mm-hmm. you seem, even though it sounds like it's something that you like, it does seem like you have a healthy perspective on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, super, super independent. Like, I don't like people doing things for me. So, like, I don't need someone to help me do anything. I don't know. I don't need someone, but it would just be nice to have someone. Well, yeah, so, to like, have a partner to have mm-hmm. some, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I don't, you know. So, not, I'm not, I wouldn't say death. Again, not a gotcha podcast. Wave off anything you don't want. But, like, what do you make of that? Like, where do you, what do you think's going on with... It's one thing if someone's like, I don't want a relationship, I am single on purpose. And it's another thing if it's like, I need a relationship to make me whole. Well, yeah, no wonder nobody wants to be with you. <laughs> right. You know, like, so like, you seem to be in the middle where you're like, I'd really, I, I would really like to have a, uh, a partner that I could like share life with and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and yet you don't seem to fall into either one of those pitfalls. Not that, not that being single, not that wanting to be single is a pitfall, but the desperation is definitely a pitfall. Yeah. Um, I, I really think it's my location, my, my pool of, (laughs) I just, I haven't found anyone that I'm interested in like that around here. Like I don't do the online stuff anymore. It's just. I don't know. Yeah, I did it some. Of it. I, I, yeah, it sucks. I've never it's, had it's any success. It's a job. With it. It's like a part-time job. Like, I get it. yeah, I don't know. It's just not fun. It's also not. I don't, in my opinion, not an actually effective way. Well, I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak broadly for everybody else, but for me, very not effective at all. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'm going off a profile pic mm-hmm. and like I am- your your blog. I'm, of your identity like right. this is how you want it's not even how you th- conceive of yourself it's how you want to present right. yourself I am, to, and like, i am way more judgmental if i were to see this person online than if i were to meet them in person well, i that's also the other feel problem. like you're particularly good at like like you have an innate ability to really like see people for who they really are i feel like and i feel like you can sniff some of that shit out online like yeah. so you say it's judgmental i don't even know that it's like judgment i just feel like you pick up on yeah well yeah fakeness very easily i've had some doozy relationships (laughs) in my past so i can see that i actually i was actually leaning the other direction Hmm. of i think that's what's wrong with online dating is it feels like browsing like and, and this is this is very arrogant of what i'm about to say but i'm an arrogant person that's the way it is um i I really feel like most people who meet me, and not that they would want to date me or be involved romantic, but like most everyone who meets me is like, I like that guy. When I did the online dating, it was like, this is absurdly hard. 
Like, I can't even get, like, like, and there's something about, and I, I came before the age of Tinder, and thank God, because I've, I've seen things online about, like, people posting their Tinder interactions. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm like, sorry, did you just say Tinder? Tinder. Yeah. No, it's Tinder. It's okay. Tinder. It's okay. Whatever. Tinder. <laughs> T- Tinder. 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 Like it's a you flame, know, a Tinder. Yeah. Um, but that, isn't that the joke, though, that it's Tinder? No. Because it's... Tinder like a flame. No, I get it. But isn't that the... like? Anyway, whatever. I haven't heard it Like t- Anyway, whatever. Um, Maybe you just pronounce I sounds weird. Well, I do. Like pen and pen. Who fucking knows what that is? I heard you say pen both times. Yeah. You mean pin and pen? Pin and pen. Yeah, that's what I said. Preston can never make fun of me for my owls again. Oh, yeah, we can. <laughs> He'll never stop. No, that's way worse. That's way worse. No, it's not. Um, Anyway. Anyway, watching, like, seeing things on online about interactions on, because I, like, what was it? I can't even remember what it was. Uh, Match.com. I did that when I was single. Tom Mall. I've heard Hinge is a good one. I've never even heard of that one. It's the same, like... Anytime I go back on them, I'm like, suck. oh, these are the same guys are on every single one of them. And they were the same guys I saw like years ago, which they're probably like, oh, this girl again. <laughs> well, there's something about the. Oh. So, like, if you just met me out at a bar and we could just talk. I and not again, not that ever, not that I would be like sexually attractive, but like. I very rarely meet people who don't like me, but it seems like on any of the dating apps that I went on, it was it was very like it's 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 less about like hey, do we like each other and more about the performative it's, can you perform this level of the courting ritual accurately and it doesn't lead to any type of real good relationship. Like that's the thing with online dating, it's like People always ask me, they're like, well, when people find out I'm single, they're like, well, what's your type? And I'm like, I don't don't know. I just have to vibe with the person. It's about vibing with them. And like, I can't do that online. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's actually, I I understand that that's frustrating. And that sucks because it does, it limits the availability because increasingly people are, unable to interact in person and this is a result of all kinds of changes in society over the past you know 20 years or so like we're increasingly engaged with screens Mm -hmm. and automation and people who grew up with a an ipad in their in their face don't understand how to resolve a conflict (laughs) in person you know they don't know how to be like hey that hurt my feelings please don't say that Instead, they're just they're just like angry and mean. I'm gonna write a blog about this. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or they retreat and then they go to yeah, like we that have kind to of thing. Put everybody on blast all the time. Yeah, and I don't get any prestige points unless I, uh, I like I keep on coming back to the story that a professor told me about. He was dealing with a student who couldn't quite get a concept, and this is like a hundred person lecture hall, and the professor in jest said something like, "Oh, shoot me." Like, I don't get it. Like, like, I'm trying to help you. And almost everyone laughed. 
And then uh, one or one of the students out of a hundred, like put something on social media about, he said, shoot me, how insensitive, how horrible, suicide's a real thing. Where it used to be that you're only, like the only way to do that would be that after class, the student would go up to the professor and be like, hey professor, my roommate killed Mm -hmm. themselves like three months ago and that i want you to know that really like hit me hard what you said and let the professor be like oh i'm so sorry you know i didn't mean it that way and and thank you for you know coming and talking to me and yeah like that used to be the way of it and now that's gone yeah now it's you don't get any prestige points if you go in private and talk to the person and clear the air there's no like public praise for you being a hero for making the space safer or whatever. Like, and that's what it's all about. It's this public praise, prestige seeking behavior. Um, and now everyone's looking to catch somebody. And I think that's contributing to the inability to just like be at a bar and be like, hey, what are you drinking? Like, how can I help? Like, what are you about? Uh, I like your top, you know, like, like these are the, th- these are the tools that I used. Like I, I it was yeah. very much like, would you like to dance? Uh, can I, can I, can I, can I like buy you another drink? What are you drinking? Like th- that was what I did. And I don't know. I'm pretty happy with how it turned out for me. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good one. <laughs> but I, al- I, well, I also just kind of got in under the wire. I feel, I feel like, like I'm the odd one out in that, like, obviously I- so I met Matt at 18 and like, I didn't really do the whole dating thing necessarily because Matt and I met and we've been together ever since. But like this idea that you're talking about, it honestly just comes so naturally to me when it comes to like making friends and stuff. Like when I was in Charlotte, I was moving my best friend this weekend up there and she was like really nervous because she was moving to a new city with no friends and how was she going to meet people and i was like it's real simple you go to the bar and you talk to the person next to you like it's not hard i was like i'll be your wingman yeah but well yeah you were there but like it's not hard for you right and that's what i'm saying But if you weren't there she would have to go do that by herself and it's easier just well i would say that's also that's another good key point i i joined groups yeah like yeah, so, like I got into swing dancing because I and like I just proclivity groups. I like to dance, so I learned. I got into swing dancing early on, and then like had a group of like every Sunday night where I grew up, there yeah. was a dance, and I could go, and there would be people there and people who knew me. Yeah, and I, I could walk in alone. But I would have a group of people there who knew me, and, and that's what I feel like at the gym yeah, and all that's of that. How I feel right, precluded. But in this sure. particular but like, situation, like so, the gym's like where to start being like, "Hey, what's up?" There aren't any. There, there's no one. At the you gym. don't want to be with any. anybody at the gym. No. No. Yeah, that's no. that is a problem. There, that is also hard. I I remember um, seasons, and I know I'm a guy, so I'm supposed to just want to like put it in anything, but like. And I hate, I resent that stereotype because the thing, one of the things that really set me free was being like, I'm going to wait for somebody who really like does it for me. I'm going to wait for, and like, and that was actually really hard because it meant being alone a lot of nights. It meant like not 
going out and not being on a date and not and feeling like a loser a lot of times um and it was really hard and but like i think it pays off now i think there's also a balance there too like that's difficult to manage like at what point do you settle at what point do you deal with your own (laughs) well honestly i think the answer is like be then don't settle be be single always like be make peace with make peace with being single forever you know that was my solution that was how i did it like I'm not gonna, then I'm just not gonna have, I'm, I, unless somebody who, I, like somebody's gonna have to talk me out of being single is how I came up. See, for me, that's that's giving up on something I want and I also refuse to give up. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, well, and, and I- <laughs> Very stubborn. <laughs> I also, well, I would also rephrase the talk me out of. Yeah. It's not talk me out of as much as it is like, I'm going to be single then. I'm going to make, I'm going to grieve the loss of like being in a relationship. Yeah, it's died of the thing that will literally destroy yeah. you. Yeah. And, and then what, like what can, what will happen and can happen is one day somebody who's just fucking hot and you're like, hey, what's up with that person? And don't get me wrong because I went after some hot people who turned out to be shitheads and I was like, peace. Like, I am not interested. But one day, somebody who's, like, fucking hot, and you're like, man, that that person does it for me. And then you're like, what's up? And they're like, I don't know, what's up with you? And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit, I like where this is going. Like And, like, you're into dancing? I'm into dancing. What are you, you, you're, you like video games? Holy fuck. <laughs> like, you're a hot girl who likes dancing and video games? Do you want to go party? <laughs> you do? Marry me. <laughs> like, and that's kind of the story of my wife. That's yours, yeah. <laughs> like, so, but like whatever those things are. Uh, so like not that I have to be talked out of singleness, but that like, no, no, no. Singleness is my d- it's called, default. It's called standards. Well, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Having having healthy boundaries and yeah. standards. Um, which what, didn't which, come... I, which I have been told uh, my standards are too high or I'm too picky. And I'm like, look, if I'm going to spend my life with this person, yeah, I'm going to well, be picky. <laughs> maybe it, maybe if you were really unhappy picky. being single, you Honestly, don't I, seem to strike me as someone who's no, super unhappy. I, been having fun in the meantime. I've been enjoying life. Pinky to the corner <laughs> of the mouth. <laughs> I will say I want to sit around sulking. I, I was for a few years, but I would say more recently. No, no. I just kind of was like, you know what? It'll happen when it happens, but right now, I'm just going to have a little fun. Yeah. So. I would also like again. I said it earlier, but I think there's a, there's kind of an absurd myth about like I I know lots of people, especially being in the church. I know lots of people who find their partners relatively late in life compared to when we're expected mm-hmm. to, yeah. like like in their forties, in their fifties, and they and then finally it clicks, and they're like, you. Like, where have you been all my life kind of a thing? Um, And like that happens often. 
it's not like a rare weird thing like it ha like i i can think of multiple occurrences right and so there's also this weird dynamic i i think i what i would describe as a false pressure to do that quickly that leads to like multiple divorces yeah you know? Yeah, I've gotten, you've never been married? Nope, never been divorced either. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went ahead and dodged that bullet. Oh, my gosh. Um, anywho, we are, we're like, we're approaching the hour mark. Oh. Uh, we always end with the cheers. Unless there's anything oh, else yeah. you would like to get off your chest. Oh, I don't know. So I'm a nine, right? Is that what we, that what we, we land on? You got it correct. <laughs> that's that's going to be my new phrase. That's where we've landed. Because that's where it's we've not landed. Locking people into a type. Yeah, hold on loosely. That's what I always say about any types. Hold on loosely. Like try it on, see how it fits, and then if you're like, you know what, nah, it's okay. To change say. your number. I mean, what was, the, what was it? Was the post most recently? Like you could learn something tomorrow that could completely change your mind. Yeah, even scientists leave room for theory and guesswork. Yeah, they yeah they don't scientists don't rely on like hard cold facts. They use theories, and then when something is like, hey man, that theory is completely wrong, and I just proved it, then everyone's like, new theory then. And so that, like that's I prefer to operate in the world that way about everything, but especially about any room. So I think I'm gonna cheers to that, leaving room for theory. Um, I feel like you're somebody, Nicole, who's very good at that, who's like very good at seeing all sides mm -hmm. and truly just like helping other people get there. So I'm going to cheers to that kind of empathy. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to cheers against plagiarism because it feels like that's what I said. Mm. Well, <laughs> yikes. Fucking copycat. It's okay, because I was literally quoting the post that you wrote. Right. <laughs> Which I got from one of our live shows based off of something you said. So, so here's the copycats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nicole, would you like to cheers towards uh, or against anything? <laughs> um, I will say cheers to not settling. Yeah! Not settling. That's good. AKA standards. <laughs> that are not too high. Hey, let's clink Just glasses right. even though yours cheers. are empty. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.